Well, Dylan, let's talk about the NFL draft. I mean, that's tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And do you think that Joe Burrow is like a total number one lock for the Cincinnati Bengals? Um, I put it at like 99%, honestly. It's just because okay. of the fact that there's a rumor came, coming out today that they already told him he was. It'd look really mm-hmm. bad on the organization if they didn't take him after promising them that they would. Obviously, teams do that sometimes, but that'd just be a really bad look. Now, like, if you're Joe Burrow, let's say you're in his shoes, Dylan, you know, an all-around great quarterback, would you take that position to play on that on the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, they, they're not, like, the best team to play for, though. Yeah, the Bengals organization has been kind of um, awful for the past decade or two, to be mm-hmm. honest. They've had a few playoff appearances, but nothing's really stuck. Um, definitely, I think it's a good situation for him. They have a decent young offensive line. They're getting Jonah Williams back, left tackle, first-round pick last year. They have mm-hmm. weapons. A.J. Green got franchised, Tyler Boyd. So I think from that standpoint, he has more tools than normally maybe the worst <clears throat> team in the NFL would work with. Joe Mixon's a great running back as well. The defense isn't as good, but I get what you're saying with that. But every kid dreams of being the number one overall pick. So you know what I mean? Like, if he doesn't want to do that, maybe they take a Tua or a Justin Herbert. So he wants to be the number one overall mm-hmm. pick. That's what every kid wants. So I don't see that happening as well. Now you look at the Dolphins and they gave Tua a very like positive review on his physical. They said that he was like ready to go. Do you see like yeah. his hip injury? Do you see that being a problem in the future that he is uh, going to be well, injury I'm not a prone? Doctor, George, to be honest with you, I wish. Um, I have talked to a few of my mm-hmm. friends on Twitter who um, are more <laughs> renowned in that area of expertise and what i will say is that they are not concerned Mm -hmm. Um, the only concern might be from the hip injury you know he's had a few things with the ankle but overall uh, i'm really bullish on Tua. i love Tua a lot so i think a team should take him i I think if miami takes him that's great but there's a lot of buzz that they're trading up either for justin herbert or to get the best offensive tackles and um get ahead of the giants which is really interesting yeah you just mentioned trading up dylan a lot of teams, if any, haven't actually traded up. You haven't seen any moves yet to try to get a better draft pick. One of the rumors are, like, a lot of people are saying that the Patriots should be the team to trade up so they could probably get a decent quarterback like Justin Herbert. So do you think, like, the Patriots, considering what's been going on with them the last um, few days, well, like, the, trading up? The problem is, do they have the ammunition to trade up right now? Obviously, they don't have a second-round pick. They have a few third-round picks. They acquired a fourth-round pick in the Rob Gronkowski trade. Um, They have a whole bunch of picks next year, though. I Mm -hmm. believe they have, like, over 20 picks in the the next – 22 picks, I believe, in the next two drafts. So they definitely have draft picks. That's not the problem. I just think it's the problem of not being, like, early draft picks. So to answer your question, they could definitely trade up. I, I feel like they are fine with Stidham, whether that's a good decision, whether that's a bad decision. I'm not going to tell you that, but mm-hmm. I feel they feel okay. I feel like they want to re- load up on that defense. They lost a lot of defensive pieces. So um, just overall, I don't see that yeah. team moving, but a team like the Dolphins who have three first-round picks, um, apparently they might move a second-round pick to the Patriots for Joe Tooney, um, that guard there in New England. So, I mean, maybe if they get that second-round pick there for New England, but if a team's moving up, I feel like it's going to be the Dolphins. And the Patriots are very successful in the fourth round. That's where a lot of their key players that you see now have actually come from. And if the Patriots stay where they are with the 23rd pick in the first round, I think 
do you think AJ Empeneza would be the right fit to go to New England? You know, New England's kind of one of those teams where I could see them going kind of like we've heard rumors going on that all the mock drafts are like wrong, right? Because there isn't no uh, pro days, you know, there, there aren't really person interviews. They're all on Zoom calls. There's a wide range of them too. So right. I don't know who the Patriots are going to draft. I do think it's defense. And I, I think it'll be a name that we're not expecting. So, so you think Bill Belichick is going to come around with the curveball for Probably this the Patriots one? Patriots do for do curveballs here. Um, they haven't been the best at drafting in the first round, mm-hmm. though. So we could see a trade back if they don't um, sell Joe, Joe Tooney for a second-round pick, which essentially that trade would be. Now, Dylan, if you had to pick one quarterback who would be more successful and have a successful career, would it be Tua or would it be That's Joe a tough Burrow? question. I'm going to answer this in two ways. I think Tua has the higher ceiling, um, but I think Joe Burrow has the higher floor. And Joe Burrow just has Mm -hmm. the higher floor because he doesn't have these injury concerns. And like I said, I'm not a doctor, so that's kind of a gray area for my analysis. But um, overall, Joe, I feel like Tua, um, Tua does a good job of like leading his receivers. Me on Joe Burrow, um, we did kind of see like a weaker arm from him. I'd say both of them aren't aren't like Patrick Mahomes or Jordan Love, but Mm -hmm. Just overall, I think Tua has the higher ceiling in that regard. So, And I'm a big Tua fan. He did it for two years of elite high production. And Joe Burrow by, had the mm-hmm. more elite year, sure. But he went from average Joe to um, Joey Amazing. So, who, who do you think would be or is the best defensive player in the That's month, pretty easy. Or in the draft Chase Young. this year? And, um, some people are really bullish on the edge mm-hmm. position. I think it's a little overrated. We saw Khalil Mack be shipped off um, for two first-round picks. Um, the Bears set those, and the Bears were terrible this year. So mm-hmm. they were terrible, but you know what I mean? They, it really um, kind of sunk down there. It just shows you quarterback so important, but it's definitely Chase Young. He's a phenomenal edge talent. I think he's right up there with Miles Garrett, who the Browns took number one overall. So overall, I think Chase Young definitely is the answer there. I I know you've been tweeting out a lot about the draft, Dylan, and you said some things about Henry Ruggs III from Alabama. His, his potential pick is going to be to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Is he one of the top-tier receivers that you could see having a breakout okay, year as a rookie? This is where um, kind of my field of where I kind of analyze players separates from real life, okay? So when we talk about Henry Ruggs mm-hmm. – on Twitter, I'm looking at it from a fantasy football perspective. And while you might think, oh, my gosh, you know, the mm-hmm. higher receiver drafted, the better that, you know, the receiver is, you can just kind of go off that list. That's not necessarily true. I think good draft capital is good. But Henry Ruggs concerns me from the fact of from a fantasy football perspective is that he kind of never really dominated much of the target share there. You know what I mean? He was the third wide receiver there at Alabama. And sure, mm-hmm. Jerry Judy's a – probably a lock for the first round pick of his knees okay and Devonta Smith um Devonta Smith excuse me he might be a first round pick in next year's draft he stayed for his senior year but Henry Ruggs kind of like you know what I mean like he didn't really like command that number one presence and that's something that's really concerning from a fantasy football perspective and how I analyze prospects you don't need the biggest stats right but you do want a high percentage of those stats mm-hmm And you have Jordan Love, who is ranked fourth 
as a QB. And, you know, you could see the Patriots picking him up late, or do you think the Patriots could potentially get that pick from the Cowboys to move up to the 17th pick? Oh, hmm. well, okay. Here's what I'm going to say about Jordan Love. Jordan Love had a spectacular year, um, not this prior year, but the year before, I believe his sophomore year. He was just spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was awesome at Utah State. But then just kind of like this year, you want to know why he stunk so much and why he threw so many interceptions? They started playing zone coverage. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. He's terrible versus zone coverage. My kind of comp for him is Jameis Winston. So, you know, people throw out Patrick Mahomes, but he's just boneheaded. So I don't see that being a good fit because Bill is very um, don't make many mistakes. And Jordan Love makes a lot of them. Yeah, and especially if you're compared to James Winston, who had a 30-for-30 season last year with 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Yeah, it's good for having 30 touchdowns, but at the same time, having 30 interceptions is not a good thing. And you can see why Tom Brady would place them down in Tampa Bay, Bay, if you will. So (laughs) that'll be a fun team to watch. Yeah, it's Tampa Bay is going to be a team to watch. Do you see them as a Super Bowl contender, though, like – or as a higher chance with acquiring Rob, Rob Gronkowski. I don't see how that, you know, lessens it even more. Some people might overhype it. Keep in mind, Gronk only had, I believe, 680 receiving yards and three touchdowns in 13 to 14 games with the Patriots his last year playing there. So he kind of looked, um, quotes, washed up. I don't think he necessarily washed up, but it's just kind of mm-hmm. like the fact that he isn't that quick anymore. Like he's losing his athleticism because his body's breaking down, but he can still a fantastic run blocker. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Arians doesn't use tight ends much in the receiving game. He uses them more to block. So I think it's a good fit there. But to answer your question, I see them as like a wild card team. Keep in mind, I believe we have an extra playoff spot with this new playoff format. So I could see them flipping in through that nine and seven, maybe. Yes. And you know, if they do start making a run deep, they have home field advantage that they make it to the Super Bowl. So. That's very true. I mean, the division's also it's it's not the best, but it's it's pretty mediocre. You have the Saints who are of course always a top team in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons who are somewhere in the middle, and then there are the Carolina Panthers who this year they're not looking too promising. No, the Panthers probably will be the worst team in that division. Um Dan Quinn for the um, Falcons, I don't trust them anymore. He was good a few years ago with Kyle Shanahan. Now mm-hmm. he's his defense is terrible. <laughs> his own isn't as good anymore. Just so, yeah, I mean, they could go, honestly, as on at worst, I see them going three and three in that division, like at worst. That's not that's not mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, for Tom Brady, though, it's going to be a definitely a transition for him, but he has all the weapons. He Probably would be on the offensive line. Um, I think that's a big problem we're not talking about there. Maybe they're going to try to trade up for a tackle. Um, getting Gronk, I guess, helps with pass blocking if they want to mm-hmm. use him like that. But it's just kind of like, mm, you know, that offensive line is not good. And we've seen Brady um, really struggle with poor offensive line play. He's not the most mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Tom Brady's definitely far from being a mobile quarterback, you know, just recently surpassing over a thousand rushing yards and, most of them come from one yard, you know, fourth and ones or anything like that. That's Tom Brady's specialty running. But I guess the big question for Tampa Bay is, you know, how healthy can that team be? Because Gronk is injury prone. OJ Howard, the other tight end there, 
is coming into his third season and he hasn't played a complete season either. So it's going to be very difficult for having some star players. Yeah, and hopefully Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians can kind of manage their loads. You know, you could play them more like a tight end by committee, honestly, mm-hmm. if you're that worried about their health. So both of them add a lot of value. I think O.J. Howard's a great tight end. I would have loved to see him on the Patriots. And, you know, Rob Gronkowski, obviously, arguably the greatest tight end of all time. Right. And, and that the trade there, you know, it, it came out of nowhere, really, that Gronk was coming out of retirement to play with Tom Brady. And, you know, the, the Patriots gave Gronk in a seventh-round pick fourth round for oh, just a fourth-round in return. Was that really well, a see, fair trade? Who, who won that? Fair. I think this is one of those trades where both sides win. Because, like, sure, you could have been like, oh, my God, I mean, that's a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. tight end. That's Rob Gronkowski. You know, the Patriots should have gotten more. And I've been seeing people on social media like blowing up at the Patriots getting mad at Gronk like stop it you're you're a bandwagon fan if you mm-hmm. do that you know don't blame Bill Belichick you know these players have a right to play where they want you know these are people too so whether the trade was fair or not I think it's fair because right. obviously Brady's happy uh, Tampa Bay gets a tight end and for the Patriots I mean they get a free draft pick Gronk wasn't going to play for them think about it. he was retired so they get a free draft pick how's right. that not a win maybe you'd like it to be more but it's free you know, if I give you $5 for free, are you going to take it? Yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to take it. Of course. Yeah. And, I mean, pretty much like to your point, Dylan, that Gronk didn't play last year, and they still got a decent pick for him. It, you know, if he played last year, then, yeah, probably like a first or second round pick for Gronk. But considering he didn't play, I think that the Patriots kind of came out on top. Just kinda, If you, like, look into it deeper – and you brought up earlier um, in that answer, Dylan, that you're not, you're not blaming Bill Belichick for any of this. And a lot of people are. They're saying that, you know, he, this is, he's the reason why the Patriots aren't going to be successful. But look at the Patriots division. I mean, the only tough team, I think, would probably be the Bills. But even, like, Bill's players and Bill's coaching staff say it's still the Patriots yeah, don't division sleep on the as Dolphins long as Bill draft picks, They loaded up that defense. Saving Howard Byron Jones, mm-hmm. great um, corner duo there. But honestly, yeah, it's still the Patriots division to not necessarily lose, but they still have a fair shot, right? Bill Belichick, uh, he's gone 3-1 and one without Brady before. Obviously, probably a weaker division that year. I believe the Dolphins were the team that were also good that year. But it's just kind of like Bill's so good, right? Bill's so good. Like, even if fans get mad, Bill's the reason. As much as I love Brady, Bill's a big reason of why they've won all those Super Bowls, too. Both of them are. So, you know, I mean, right? Is, this is going to be a fun year to watch because this year is going to be a big narrative, George, of was it Tom Brady that helped them win all those championships or was it Bill Belichick? And the answer is both of them, but the media is not going to make it out like that they're going to choose a side yeah I, I agree and I think Bill Belichick mm-hmm. is like the brain behind it all right and Tom Brady isn't really like a pawn but he just is Bill Belichick's like the puppeteer well, yeah, obviously. you know if you're going to put in an analogy like that and Tom Brady's just the puppet well and yeah like obviously he's the head coach what were we saying, the puppeteer makes him sound more evil than he is though I feel like you're kind of doing Bill Belichick a little dirty there. And you're kind of underselling Tom mm-hmm. Brady. Listen, Tom Brady plays the most important position on the field. It is not close. Edge rusher, quarterback, I don't care. You could of give course. me 
like you know like a good edge a good cornerback but I'm taking the court you know I'm taking the quarterback every time so both of them are so important you know Bill Belichick did a great job of putting the defense in situations where they could make those comeback wins think about the Falcons think about the Rams but Tom Brady was the engine that got Mm -hmm. those wins you know what I mean We've seen so many quarterbacks be uninspiring and just not clutch, yes. like Aaron Rodgers in, um, you know, every single NFC championship game ever, um, one to five touchdown and one touchdown to five interceptions. What, you know, and he's the goat apparent, apparently to some Packers fans. So I don't know what they're doing up there in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Wisconsin and the, the Packers are definitely, their fan base is so different than, New England, and you you talk about like mm-hmm. some of the worst fan bases in the NFL. A lot of people bring up the Cowboys. Everybody said everybody hates on the Cowboys mm-hmm. for how terrible their fan base is. But then you also have New England fans who are New England fans and just gloat about their championships because they're one of the most successful teams and franchises in all the sports history. So, and I think Green Bay's right up there too because of the whole Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that than thing Tom that shouldn't Bay. really be much of a competition. I think you can argue Aaron Rodgers might be more dominant, like at its peak from like a talent standpoint, but there's more to a quarterback than your arm, mm-hmm. right? It's like some you know, Tom, sometimes Tom doesn't need to make those crazy hail right. marys because he puts his team in a winning position by going with them for those checkdowns that Aaron Rodgers may try to force. And sometimes those throws are spectacular, like the one versus Dallas um, with Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was such a great throw. But, you know, it's just kind of like all preference at the end of the day. And, yes, the Cowboys are definitely one of the most hated teams besides the Patriots. And, you know, talking about the Cowboys, Dak Press, a lot of rumors are going around that the Cowboys are going to look for a QB in this draft. Do you see them kind of replacing Dak Prescott kind of with a rookie him. QB that they're going to get this year? But, you know, I, I get your Cowboys fans kind of, like, hyping yourself up there. But what I will say is, like, I could see them kind of taking, like, a day two, day, like, late day two, early day three quarterback. They're kind of like what they did with Dak. Keep in mind they had Tony Romo there and just kind of groom him for a year. They have so many weapons. Obviously, Travis, mm-hmm. Travis Fedrick left. And I, that's one of the positions I see them filling in. But that first round pick also maybe defensive back somewhere, safety or cornerback. Um, so I don't see him grabbing a quarterback early, but later in the draft, maybe a guy like James Morgan out of uh, FIU is a name I've been kind of hearing could be like that late round sleeper. Also Cole McDonald mm-hmm. out of Hawaii. Those are some names there for you. Um, but Dylan, mm-hmm. another use. Qu- I don't know if you saw this, but Antonio Brown was working Brown with Lamar is, uh, Jackson. I mean, yeah, yeah. So both of them. So do you see that potential like trio in Baltimore, or do you see Antonio Brown somehow getting mixed up in Tampa Bay? I don't think you should end up in Tampa Bay because I feel like there's a point where we see too much talent coming on a team that it could hurt them. Think about the Boston Celtics when you know mm. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart. See what I mean? Daniel Tice is obviously injured there too, but he's proven to be a really good player. But I think too much talent kind of hurts a team. I'd say chill out. You have so many weapons already in the feed there, especially since OJ Howard is still a buck. I don't think that's a landing spot. The Ravens, though, the Ravens do need another wide receiver. I mean, their second, I, I think even their leading receiver this year, because Hollywood Brown missed some games, was Willie freaking Sneed. Like, <laughs> out of the guy out of the ball state. Yeah. 
I mean, Willie Sneed wasn't bad. bad on the Saints. Yeah, Willie Sneed um, isn't bad, back. but you could use that bad. alpha number one. And Hollywood Brown does have a list Frank injury and some problems there um, with injury. And then, of course, Antonio Brown, he has all that going for him. So that locker room might get too um, hot-headed sometimes, especially with, you know, Lamar Jackson being the way he can be and then Hollywood well, yeah, Brown. Definitely. And then, you of course, don't want Antonio too many egos in there. If, you, if any team, listen to me, is any teams in si- signing Antonio Brown, listen to me, Bill O'Brien. Don't make a, don't make a dumb <laughs> mistake like you did with the D-Hop trade or the David Johnson trade or the Baron Cuts trade. Signing this guy to not much guaranteed money. He's going to want guaranteed money, but it's not worth hurting your cap. No, I don't think so. And honestly, I am not the biggest fan of Bill O'Brien. I thought he shouldn't have been. I thought he should have been fired, maybe. But the fact that they promoted him to GM and like able to make all these trades and moves, he has I thought too that much was power. foolish. And by the only that person that's really been able to balance that power, I'd say, is Bill Belichick. This really hasn't worked in the past. And even with Bill, we're kind of seeing it starting mm-hmm. to struggle now as the. Um, the NFL is kind of changing changing to more of like a player empowerment age where we see people like Yannick Ngakwe just blasting his GM and his president of his team on social media, on Twitter. Um, so just kind of overall, yeah, Bill O'Brien, listen, I'm going to say this absolute confidence here, bombshell here, okay? I am. I would be a better GM right. than Bill O'Brien. There's no question. I bet my life. I bet my grandparents' life. Whoa. I bet my dog's life. I bet my parents' life. I bet everything. There's no that is inexcusable. Bill O'Brien is terrible. You wow. give me like a week to prep, I could outdo Bill O'Brien. He's just complete trash. He he sees things from a head coach's perspective, but not from a GM's perspective. And I think that's his problem. Honestly, either way, he still does not see the best interest in the team. I mean, you trade away DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. I mean, for who? For, da- for David. I mean, oh my God. for David Johnson, but oh, he's, he's not bad. bad. He's not a bad uh, running back, honest, but at the yeah. same time. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that Bill O'Brien just, I don't think he understands how cap space works. Okay. So, I think he wanted D-Hop, but there's relationship problems. And then DeAndre Hopkins wanted more money, right? So he's like, one, the Texans had cap space. Mm-hmm. But he goes, okay, I don't want to pay him more money. Fine, I get it. I get it. You know, we see OBJ making 20 mil a year. That hasn't really worked out for the Browns. So, okay, I get it. So, fine, you want to no. sell him? One, the fact that Diggs gets sold for a first, but DeAndre Hopkins gets sold for a second is criminal. But you can be like, okay, they got David Johnson. Well, David Johnson hasn't oh, been good since 2016. 2016 was mm-hmm. years ago. I was in high school. You were a baby. You were a baby, four, George. You were probably years three ago. years old okay. back then, okay? Right. So it's like... That's, <laughs> so that's probably true. David Johnson is a bad liability <laughs> because that contract has so much guaranteed money, and they took on all of it, too. David Johnson probably isn't a bad player. He's definitely not... He was such an athletic and fast kind of running back, and he lost that. But the contract's just horrible. We see these contracts do not work out for running backs. So that was a massive win there for Arizona. And then Brandon Cooks for a second-round pick. Um, Brandon Cooks is one concussion away from being on the couch with me and you because he's going to, like, hurt himself just, you know, physically <laughs> and, and with his brain. That, like, concussions are serious. 
No, no, they really are serious. I mean, look at what happened with Wes Welker. That dude got so many concussions too. And it just didn't work out for him. Um, same it's with a, a lot of these receivers too, in the NFL. Like, I, and you could get them for cheap for four, you know, four-year contract, second-round pick cheap. But then you – remember, they were trying to save cap mm-hmm. space. And they you take out Brandon Cooks in this 10-plus mil a year, you know. I don't, I don't know what Bill O'Brien's doing. I don't even think Bill O'Brien knows what he's doing, Dylan, as the GM slash head coach. I mean, this dude blew a lead to the mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They were up by double digits. And they absolutely blew it. And I went down and had the, the coaching aspect of it because, you know, the players are trying to play at their best and maintain that lead. But if you're giving out bad play calls and everything, then that just goes back down to Yeah, Bill O'Brien definitely isn't a good situational coach. And I feel like that was awful to see. I, You know, looking back on it, now since Patrick Mahomes has won a Super Bowl, we could be watching one of the all-time greats, to be honest with you. So, you know, but the – fact that they blew that lead mm-hmm. and like they blew like a 24 point lead in like six minutes that is impressive you know exactly. i'll give it to you you know bill o'brien you are impressively <laughs> bad at your job and you know that puts a smile on my face as i'm not a texans fan but poor texans fans man free deshaun know, poor watson, deshaun watson. probably honestly the, the president or whoever has power over Bill O'Brien, um, they're probably going to choose Deshaun Watson over Bill O'Brien. So hopefully B.O.B. gets out of there in a year. Oh, I think that would be – that would answer all the prayers to the Texans' needs because that – if he gets fired, that is long overdue because of how terrible he was in Houston. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Really, really, really bad there. It stinks, too, because Deshaun Watson's so talented. No, he is a very talented QB, and honestly, he's one of my favorites in the NFL right now. And I have to say, Russell Wilson's probably my top um, favorite quarterback about, in the yeah, NFL Thomas right Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, or, you know, just a long day? No, I mean, if I had to choose someone other than Brady, yeah. of course, like, that's no given. Tom Brady's my favorite and the, the best one in the NFL right now, but you know, I think Russell Wilson would definitely be another favorite of mine just because of, you know, he comes from this era of, like, very mobile quarterbacks. But at the same time, Russell Wilson, he isn't that mobile. He likes to stay in the pocket unless it's collapsing, unless he actually needs to. I see that a little bit with yeah, Deshaun you know, Watson Russell as well. Wilson, um, there's a couple quarterbacks that I think could be like him. One of them is definitely Kyler Murray. You know, Deshaun Watson's another one of them. Um, Tua, I think, has more rushing mm-hmm. upside than he's giving credit for. I think he could kind of be that Steve Young, Russell Wilson, just kind of how they play their accuracy. So there could, you know, Russell Wilson, we could see a few more quarterbacks playing like that, to be honest with you, in a few years if they actually hit their ceiling. Because I, I think you'll see a trend like that happen. Like, you know, you had this fab of mobile quarterbacks. But then look what happened mm-hmm. with, you know, RG3 or even Lamar Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> you know, they tried to use – well, nothing yet. He's on the cover of Madden 21, so we don't know what's going to happen yeah. yet. But, yeah, so <laughs> I'm just saying, though, that, like, mobile quarterbacks, it didn't work out for them in the long run. Yeah, RG3's, you know, his – he's on the Ravens right now, but he was probably one of the most hyped quarterbacks – 
and he you know kind of blew his career with an injury because he's so mobile and then you know Lamar Jackson he got defeated by the Tennessee Titans because they outplayed him and they just could know they could read his runs and they were so great on defense that's why the Patriots you know couldn't beat them in the regular season is because the defense on the Titans knew what yeah, and the one Lamar thing Jackson I will say there is do. if you're t- talking about injury concerns Deshaun Watson probably does have the most of them out of the names I even named there even honestly with Tua I mean right. I think he's torn his ACL twice I believe they're different knees though but that's concerning on its own right and then it's just the fact that he takes mm-hmm. too many unnecessary hits his offensive line still isn't great and the thing that separates him and let's say Kyler Murray is here Kyler Murray loves to slide Deshaun Watson doesn't slide as much he likes the contact kind of like Cam Newton there's yes. another mobile quarterback but Cam Newton obviously had more success you know Super Bowl MVP. Exactly. there's another Sorry. one yeah made the Super Bowl won an MVP so just you know yeah, that's pretty much it for Cam Newton. He doesn't have many accolades other than that. But actually, speaking of Cam Newton, where do you see him going? Because we all know that the Panthers don't time, want him. George. He doesn't want to be there so either. This is, you know, I, I, this is my first year being an NFL okay. fan. And I remember, um, I believe what happened was Teddy Bridgewater went down with an injury in the preseason or the offseason. Um Mm-hmm. I was very new at this time, so I may get some of this wrong. And then they traded for Sam Bradford. I believe that was some kind of process there. You know what I mean? I believe that was kind of the order that was happening there. So I think Cam Newton right. and James Winston will have a chance to get a starting job if one of these starting quarterbacks gets injured. So maybe it is like – I'm not even going to name any names. I don't want anyone getting injured. But, you know, maybe maybe a starting quarterback gets injured, and that's the chance for James and Cam to get a starting job, which they are looking for. That that would be a potential thing to happen. And really, Cam Newton got the bad end of this all because, you know, his injury really set him back. He he had the potential to be a great quarterback in the NFL. But then, you know, after he lost that Super Bowl and won the MVP, things were not the same for him. I think he started going – he peaked then. And then everything just started going downhill for Cam Newton because – I think he might have gotten his ego too up, and then he just decided to kind of take it all for himself. He wasn't trying to be a team player. And I think that's why he might not get that opportunity in New England as much as I'd like to see him there. I just don't think with, like, how he plays and how he acts off the field, I don't think he'd be the yeah, right fit for I, a lot of NFL teams right like now. I'd like Andy Dalton on the Patriots. I think that's a better fit there. I also think – Problem with Stidham is can like you know really let's say he's not the future guy yeah, yeah, yeah all right that's my guy um, Stidham <laughs> you know can Stidham develop these younger receivers we you know the Patriots <laughs> have guys like Nikhil Harry um, even Jacoby Myers you know kind of these younger receivers maybe they even draft somebody too I could see that happening so it's just kind of like all right can mm-hmm. they develop these guys? Can Stedham do it? Because Stedham might be terrible. He could be Nathan Peterman. We have no idea what Stedham is. He had a great preseason. I don't care. That's the preseason. We're talking about the right, regular he, season. That's seven. He did play in the regular season. I remember his first NFL pass very vividly because what a it was against you know, the Brett Jets and it was a pick six. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a Stedham, it's a big red water. Hey, and you I mean, never know. You could be watching like the next Brett Favre. I will tell you there, George. 
But, um, you know, it's just me. I'd like to see Andy Dalton on there if it's one of these guys, too. I bad for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton fits best with that system. Really? I think you even give Stedham more time to develop. I think that doesn't hurt. You know, maybe you kind of rotate them both in and see. Um, Andy mm-hmm. Dalton isn't that bad. I heard, I saw a tweet the other day, George, and it said, Matt Ryan is Andy Dalton, but on a competent mm-hmm. franchise. And I don't think that's entirely wrong. But I definitely – I'd take Matt Ryan over um, – Andy Dalton, obviously, that's not close, but you know what I mean? Like, organizations matter, and Andy Dalton's only had a shot with the Bengals, and he was good that one year. He went down with an injury. I don't know if you remember, but he won the, um, he was kind of in the MVP race there before A.J. McCarron took over. I do remember that, and A.J. McCarron, that's a name I haven't heard in a while (laughs) now. (laughs) No, yeah, no, we really are. What was today? It's a Wednesday. It's not even Thursday yet, Dylan. It's, it's not throwback <laughs> Thursday. But like AJ McCarron, that's an like I remember how amazing he was in Alabama, and then he went to the Bengals. Well, and he just I did terrible. Say terrible. He actually showed a lot of. Or he's never played. I don't know if you remember, but in classic Cleveland Browns fashion, here um, they had a trade to go through that would send a second and a third round pick to the Bengals. For AJ McCarron, and they fell through last minute because they forgot to file the paperwork by 4 p.m. Eastern. Classic Browns move, but so he definitely had some value at some time. And could you imagine the Bengals with those extra draft picks? They they maybe won't be in the spot to get the first overall pick. So imagine how much the Browns being dumb has changed the future of the NFL forever. Wow! Imagine the Browns not being dumb. dumb. Yeah, that's um, the day. But, like, even with the Browns, they're one of the most hyped teams in the NFL still. Like, media-wise, everybody thinks that they're going to be good this Like, last year, I was like, oh, wow. You know, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, um, Baker Mayfield. Wow, yeah. like, what a promising team this was going to be. Yeah, exactly. And then and- look what happened. Antonio Brown didn't – I mean, not Antonio Brown. Odell Beckham Jr. didn't catch a touchdown pass until, I don't think it was like, week, week 17. 17. But you can correct me there. If you want, I don't know. Well, it was. I know he. I know. I think his first touchdown pass was week four, okay. and then he didn't have one until maybe week eleven. Maybe, I was thinking of it seven, yeah, seven weeks. Sense. He didn't have like a but, touchdown pass. Listen, okay. The Browns haven't done a terrible job. I just think they're struggling to find a good head coach to kind of add a culture there. We heard things about Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that didn't happen instead uh Kevin Stefanski is their head coach and he he's gonna add more of a running game there but the Browns listen I think the Browns haven't have done kind of a meh job Austin Hooper's kind of a weird signing there for me they already kind of have David and Joku they should probably move one of them they're gonna do that I think Austin Hooper's also overpaid um Mm -hmm. obviously they brought in um what's his name Jack Conklin from the Titans I think that's a great signing they're probably gonna drop the tackle here or look to trade back the defense is really solid um, they they kind of understood. Here's 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 the philosophy. If I was a GM, right, this is really important. What you do is you grab your quarterback of the future and you stack up as many many pieces. You spend all the cap. You trade up. You know you be aggressive because the quarterback is so cheap. You know, would you rather have? I don't know. Let's say like Baker Mayfield making what is he making like five mil a year? Kyler Murray making like five mil a year? Or would you rather have Tom Brady making? Five times as much, twenty five million a year, and that isn't even much. Honestly, twenty five mil isn't much for a quarterback. Dak wants like thirty five plus mil. So 
that's the point. We can have that conversation. Dak definitely has proven to be kind of like a winner there. But listen, he has so many pieces around him, and he really stepped it up this year, Dak. But I do think he can be a franchise quarterback. I just think um, the Cowboys have done a horrible job managing contracts. I think with Mike McCarthy as a head coach instead of Jason Garrett, I think that the Cowboys have a promising future to get into the playoffs at least. Let's take it. Are you sure about that? It's been a while. Mike McCarthy couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is better than Dak Prescott. Maybe have the argument currently, but you know, for all those years, Mike McCarthy couldn't get Aaron Rodgers to actually well in the playoffs, definitely, but in such a weak division, you know what I mean. And then there's that one year where they couldn't even get into it. Mike McCarthy, I think, um, is kind of outdated in today's NFL. Well, he, well, he does have a Super Bowl under his belt. I mean, with better than Rogers, Jason Garrett. Like, that. They held him Jason Garrett too long. I would have liked to see, I think, honestly, one of my favorite signings here. I, I would have loved to see Lincoln Riley out of uh, University of Oklahoma. Obviously, he's staying there. But um, kind of mm-hmm. – I, I really like the Matt Rule signing because they brought in Joe Brady as an offensive coordinator there. I think Joe Brady's a big reason of why Joe Burrow was so successful. Not that Joe Burrow's bad, but, you know, that, that system was incredible. They had there. All the pieces looked like completely different players. Um, so, you know, I, I think the Mike McCarthy signing is solid but not sexy. And I feel like this team kind of needs solid but not sexy, but I don't, I don't think it's the right solid. I mean, you always have to start at baby steps here, especially in a division like the NFC East, where really your only threat well, is the eight and eight Eagles. Yeah, but you know really, who, that's pretty much it. Playoffs, you know, it was the Eagles. So, and the Eagles, Eagles were so. The Eagles did, which was very yeah, upsetting was so because. Well, because I mean, listen, it came down to the last game of the year, right? And the Cowboys, if they won. They would have gone into the playoffs, or and and of course the Eagles lost. But I think the Eagles were playing. I think it was like I, I think it was either the Redskins or Giants was one of the two, and of course the Eagles were going to beat a team like that. So I mean, it didn't really help that with a division like that, the Cowboys couldn't get in. But now with the new, like system of the playoffs with the extra team the cowboys would have made it and i still that's why i think they're going to have a better chance of making the, yeah, the playoffs new definitely next helps. year the because NFC, of this I think new that's world great for the nfc the afc not really the best teams currently i mean it's really baltimore uh, kansas city then you know who's third place probably there'll be a team to step up On, honestly though okay the cowboys should have made the playoffs last year the eagles were so banged up they had no wide receivers no cornerbacks those are really important positions. I mean, Carson Wentz is throwing to Greg Ward. Do you know who Greg Ward is? I don't. I, I'd put money on it. Probably don't know what college Greg Ward went to. Uh, no, Dean no, college. No, I didn't. No. Dean College <laughs> definitely wasn't Dean College. It was actually the University of Houston. But <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, or, no, no. I mean, it's no Dean it's College. Not a bad but, program. Yeah, I think it gets the job done. I mean, you know, Jerry Trupiano. No. Big University of Houston fan. <laughs> oh, Dylan, 
I guess I guess Thor shoot. My last question for you is if you had to rank the uniform the best uniforms in the um the okay. best new uniforms. So right can now. we make a list here? Hold on, I want to make a list. I need to visualize this. Okay, so we have the Patriots. I'm gonna kind of cheat the system here a little bit. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. We have the Patriots, we have the Chargers, we have the Browns, we have the Bucks. Did the yep. Falcons make changes too? Bucks, yeah. Those are all the teams, right? Falcons, yep. Falcons have new uniforms. Colts, Colts. Okay, I don't have yeah, new ones. I don't even remember the Colts changes, so they're probably going last. <laughs> if I don't remember the change. Why are you even talking about? <laughs> so I think the best change were the Chargers. Um, I do think there's, I think there's like mm-hmm. I like one that I hate though, and it's kind of like the white with like the yellow pants. I believe like the yellow pants. I think look okay with the blue. That one looks yeah. Awful, that one that one I wasn't so too that one keen would be on. My first one. Now I'm gonna cheat the system here. I'm gonna put the Bucks at number two, but I'm only talking about the gray ones. I think the gray ones are sick. Those are slick, man. Okay. George, yeah, I, I I I'd love to cop a gray. Would you get a Would you Not get a Brady or Gronk bucks, jersey for the you know, maybe, bucks one? Maybe I'll find out a way. <laughs> uh, anyways, next year the Patriots <laughs> would probably even be my third team here. I the white kind of looks bad there with the stripe. It really looks like the Cleveland Browns. So we'll get into it in a minute, but um, just kind of like, eh. I do like the color rush. I think the blue looks good, but the white with the red and blue stripe kind of looks weird. Um, Next, I'd probably put the Browns. I think mm-hmm. they just kind of cleaned up the uniform. It's not really a big change here with the Falcons, the Browns, or the Colts, but they kind of make it look more clean. So Falcons would be fifth. Colts would be sixth. They're all kind of the same thing. They just kind of cleaned up the uniform. Well, I don't well, remember Falcons the Colts, so I don't want to. <laughs> the Colts, the Colts, just yeah, think of it as a Patriots, but it's Colts colors. Okay, well, they're, they're probably a tie then. But, you know, I think it's cool that yeah. we're seeing so many new Patriots uniforms. Uh, sorry, so many new uniforms in general, as, including the Patriots. I think this could be a new era of football. Maybe we go from the Tom Brady era to the Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what, what I think about it is, like, you know, for the Patriots, I, I like their white ones. I think those are clean. Um. I think those are very nice. I like it because I liked. I don't know. I feel like I'm the only Patriots fan like that actually likes the color rush. The, I just color think color the, white, rush the red uniforms. and what is it? Red and blue stripe. It kind of looks out of place. We we are literally doing our Browns impression. Mm-hmm. So um, that isn't the best. It just looks too much like the Browns, especially in some of the pictures with all like the the lighting and the filters they used. I don't think it did it justice at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping to see something new with the. I mean, because every five years a team can change their uniform, and the Patriots yeah, have but, finally you know, changed theirs after twenty years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course, with right, and that's what I'm saying. I think the New Jersey change came at the right time because it's going to symbolize. I'm going to get mm-hmm. really philosophical here, Dylan. It's going to symbolize the Patriots moving forward and away from the Tom Brady era oh. and into. You know, the Stidham era or post Tom Brady era. He's just a, what is that, fourth round pick, I believe. So let's not, let's not put too much pressure on the guy. But yeah, no, it, it's going to be really exciting as a Patriots fan. You know, maybe, maybe we'll stay yeah. for a few years. That'll be um, obviously not good. I want to win every game, but 
that'll be kind of cool to be like one of those teams with the high draft picks, right? Are we going to get a number one pick one year? Yeah, it would, it would definitely be a different feeling. I I wouldn't have to like stay up late or anything like that to you know watch you know the Patriots get the thirty second or thirty first pick and but at the same time, well maybe yeah, ticket you know, sales that, will be cheaper. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know maybe the maybe the Patriots tickets will be like the Browns one day where you can just get them for twelve bucks day of. But I don't think no, it'll be that bad Bill's for there, that to no, happen. But though. the Patriots were kind of the laughing stock, to be honest, before Bill, Robert Kraft, and Brady. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, you had the Bill Parcell days. You had um, the Curtis Martin, yeah. Drew Bledsoe kind of in the 90s before that. And they weren't bad in the 90s. I mean, the Patriots, they lost in the Super Bowl to the mm-hmm. Bears. So before Brady and Belichick, so really, like, they weren't a terrible team. I think they had a good, like, pre-90s team. And then, and of course, their uniforms. I love their 90s uniforms, to be honest. I like that blue color with the uh, the big Patriot logo, the flying Elvis on the shoulder pad. But a lot of people were upset that yeah, the Patriots I, weren't bringing I, I, the red the alternates. Yeah, white classics, too. Um, yeah, just... I mean, you know, yeah, I guess boomers are going to be boomers, am I right? So it's, it's a new era, you know. We're not going pre-Brady. We're going post-Brady. Yeah, pretty it's time much. to move on, you know. Him and Gronk are going to be potty and hide down there in a good little Tampa Bay. So we just got to focus on ourselves. Yeah, and and what a fit that would be for Gronk. But, I mean, the Patriots, the thing is they put out a release, Dylan, about the uniforms saying that, they would have done the red alternates. However, the NFL only allows one helmet per team. And they're not going to do the flying Elvis with the, with the throwback red jerseys because it, it, that's like symbolically and you know, historically the Pat Patriot goes better with the red, the red uniforms. So that's why they, they aren't going to do it. But if you know, the NFL lifts that ban – then they could, they would probably bring the out the red I think they're really different and unique. So hopefully they can come back one day. I also think the Patriots should make their helmets white instead of gray. I don't think the gray makes sense anymore. But I I do like the white. I think it. I think the white would go better instead because now the pants are blue, right? And especially on the white uniforms too. The white uniforms would look better with a white helmet. But then it, I don't know. It would be hard. It's going to be a hard transition just because we're used to that navy blue, that just that original twenty years of Tom Brady in the Patriots. Yeah, now we're going to have era, to you know, kind of get um, used to a new really era. Different, and we'll probably lose some bandwagon fans. But you know, I just want to see the Patriots play. I don't care if they play in trash bags. So it'll be exciting to watch football. Well, don't. Hopefully, we don't have to well, put trash know, bags um, over our heads because we're Patriots. Especially if you're a Patriots Cowboys fans, that that'd be the worst. Oh well, I mean, at least Probably maybe hopefully not. one team would be good. Knowing knowing your luck. Yeah, my, yeah, my luck only. Both of the teams I kind of root for. Which, by the way, for the record, definitely Patriots fans to the day I die. I just. Love talking about the Cowboys because I think they yeah, have yeah. great potential. 
I will never okay. own another NFL jersey. Okay, I'll, I'll remember those words as Unless you will show up with a Dak Prescott jersey. Nah, it'd probably be. Mm, no, if, if I okay. were to get a Cowboys, you know, it'd probably be a T.O. jersey. So, what can I say? Yeah, well, Dylan, I want to thank you for coming on, talking pre-draft with me, and even just going deeper into the NFL yeah, no and I love being some on. things Thanks that we're going to see in the future. Thank you.